1: It's still not too late to trade for Deshaun Watson. Welcome to a brand new season, kickoff, mega deluxe, preview edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Jalen Hurts fan, Daniel Hartigan, and I'm ready to watch the Eagles have the most entertaining 0-17 season in history, and I bet you guys are too. Uh, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, for you, 20-0 is a real possibility. Is that the only goal, and how are you feeling?
0: Not at all. I mean, of course, 20-0 and for the Chiefs, but also potentially uh, 17-0 for my fantasy team starring quarterback Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, I know. You were like hitting me up for nabbing Eagles players on the side. I don't know if that was something that uh, mattered very much to you, but you have Eagles players. Uh, also, I think we have Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson with us. Uh, Jamel, are you prepared for your team to pick up Cam Newton, and how soon do you buy that jersey when it happens?
2: Uh, Yes, I am, and immediately. Good good to see you.
1: Great to to see you. You look great. Uh, I love looking into those eyes when we're podcasting together. We're
2: staring. We are are one (laughs) centimeter apart from each other, and it feels so good to be so near to you, Dan.
1: Well, you sound sensual, so that microphone is picking up all, all the emotions that I
2: need. Yeah, I suppose if I don't look at you guys, it'll just be a great show.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, rolling with this. Uh, hey, anything you want to touch on before we get into this? We're going to talk about the offseason this season uh, a ton, but uh, is there anything just eating at you? Danny, you got anything?
0: You know, I just uh finding out about about Cam getting fired, it's you know, the Bill Belichick, just the pure hatefulness out of that guy. He just you know, he doesn't care about about humanity at all. It's all just numbers to him. And uh I I just it's another classic move. It sets it's up very well for the season.
1: Yeah, it does feel like football's back when there's just a shameless just uh, public execution of a formerly great player <laughs> and just at the hands of Bill Belichick. It is as cold-blooded as it gets. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into uh, our... Hey, let's start this... Look, the way we start this show is we usually talk about what we hated about watching football the week before. There has been some football. Preseason football is a thing, but we're not talking about that here. Because it's not worth mentioning. We've fucking had to to wade our th- way through terrible preseason games. We've talked about it on our Green Room show. But that's not what this show's about. This show is about what we hated about the entire offseason. Danny Solomon's going to tell you what he hated about it right now.
0: Fellas, just, just to say it officially, welcome back. Um, and covering the last six months of nothing, really nothing, uh, has given me a lot to think about. And what I hated about the offseason, I'll say this, it's that there isn't one. Now, don't get me wrong, there's no football at all for a grueling six months. But the NFL keeps right on chugging. You try to shut your football brain down because you're just like, this is so long, I can't wrap my head around the fact that there's not going to be Football for half a year. So you try to focus on other things. But the NFL is always there, begging you to pay attention to it. You try to get into the NBA, but the NFL's like, no, wait, wait, but but what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Based on his vacation photos, it looks like he might retire. You try to care about the Olympics, but the NFL's like, hold up, wait, but Carson Wentz's foot hurts, and he's not even vaccinated. And there's all these mock drafts and rookie mini camp reports and NFL 100 snubs. They just keep feeding you these little turds, just little mini turds that you have to put in your mouth until one day, thankfully the second week of September, the turds magically turn into M&Ms. But you recognize that the whole summer you were eating fucking shit. And on a personal note, remember when we said we were going to take time off from doing this podcast, that the off season was bullshit. And we were just going to be able to relax finally and not have to be on this schedule of talking about football every single week and being in the grind. Well, we ended up having to do a podcast every fucking week. So all I want to say is, hey, NFL, either give us real football or set us free.
2: Yeah, you hearing that on the Sports Drink Network, who we love (laughs) and cherish. How Um, did the turds become candy again? Did you explain that? The Seriously. magic is
0: when the season starts, baby, then the turds are M&Ms again. Then every little turd actually like a, means something.
2: An electromagnetic pulse goes across the continental United States and turns all the turds back into candy.
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, it, Danny, you've beautifully captured all of our feelings on how this offseason goes. And mine is pretty closely aligned, so I'm just going to launch into it and then we can uh, talk about how shitty... The off se- the off season is which of which you mentioned there really is none. More but like I'm all of it. Oft.
2: More Say like the oft, oft off season.
1: Yeah. Ooh, Jamel coming right. through with that T. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, what, what do you hate about the off season? I hate all of it. I'm not a transactions guy. I'm not a salary cap nut cruncher nerd. I'm not a combine fanatic. Unless you work for the NFL, none of this shit is close to as good as the games it's not even close it's a different universe and sure like you're saying they try to feed us some storyline crap we have Aaron Rodgers is he going to retire Deshaun Watson uh is he going to prison um we have video the social media guys start to show up to headquarters and they're wearing a backpack that's nice he has a backpack this season uh you know but the problem with so many of these football offseason stories too are they're most resoundingly negative uh did your favorite player get arrested? Is your favorite player holding out for more money or demanding a trade? Is he shit talking your city and your team now? <laughs> it's <laughs> and then hard knocks and preseason rolls around, both of which are trash. And I, I this is the last thing I'm gonna last time I'm going to bring basketball into the mix for this NFL season because once next that. week comes, I'm sorry, but the NBA, the NFL is not the off court. Off-field stuff with the NBA is just so much more fun and compelling. The basketball discourse and media is celebratory. It's so fun. Everybody's having such a great time with it. The games are part of the feature of following that league, but the internet is what makes basketball so fun. I don't know if that's by design from that league or if it's just the culture around it makes it fun to watch it from the sidelines. But this offseason, like we're saying, all I need are the games. I don't need... To watch Ezekiel Elliott acting like a stoned maniac on the sidelines during a Hard Knocks thing. I don't care that Philip Rivers is coaching high school. I don't care that Cole Beasley stormed the Capitol on January 6th. The whole point is that the game of football is that good that we tolerate with all this shit. It's almost the summation of this fucking show. We will put up with anything just to get to the games. And we're so close. We can taste it.
0: You're so right about that. The NBA, from an outsider's perspective, the NBA is a great time until you have to watch the games. And then the games <laughs> aren't fun until the very last five minutes of, of every fourth quarter. I mean, granted, some compelling shit going on, but the regular season is boring. You only want to watch the playoffs. And then when I watch the playoff games, at least... It's just that last five minutes that really does it for me. You can switch off the rest of it from the opening whistle, from the kick football is interesting. And I don't stop being into it until after Patrick Mahomes has given his post-game speech with uh, Susie Kalber.
1: I'm saying Thursday at 5 PM I'm in. And then I don't look up and breathe again. Other th- anything other than football until like Tuesday morning after the Monday night game is over. Full it just consumes you for Thursday through Monday and it's disgusting, but they have a stranglehold and all this other crap that they put out we'll deal with their It's like this, like, you know, it's like the tab soda of the soda world is their social media rollouts. Like you, all the NBA stuff is so fun to cover. I like the games, but I don't think the games are as good as the NFL games, but the stuff, the off court stuff is amazing. None of the NFL off-courts or off-the-field stuff resonates whatsoever with me. I don't care.
0: It's just people killing it. dogs and <laughs> coughing on their coaches to give them disease.
1: Um, Jamel Johnson, what did you hate? Do you agree? Talk to us.
2: Um, well, as usually I, – I don't agree with either of you. <laughs> what I hated the most – about this off season is what i hate every year though hope the illusion of hope and at the nfl is like church you know it's like you know you you never actually get to see jesus but they keep telling you you can feel him and you just can't, and that's just what you keep hearing and this season more than any other cuz for 20 years i have known that the football skins are trash i have known before all of my friends have known every off season I'm, hey we're going to win 10 games hey we got a real shot and every year I do not believe it. This year, last season rather, we have a decent team. We fire the starting quarterback in the middle of a playoff run. Tom Brady has to use one of his twelve demonic orbs to beat us.
1: <laughs> he had to use an orb for the that the football team game. That's he that's had to use
2: an orb for the football team game.
1: That's a win you for think you. He
2: used it for the Packers game. No no that was a
0: pure win that That was was a pure win didn't have to kill a kid for its blood
2: yeah aaron Rodgers lost all his orbs already (laughs) he had no orbs everyone knew that point is now i'm coming into the offseason like damn and then also everybody who i have known in the football world who has been talking shit about my team for the past two decades, now they're all in my ear like, oh, man, hey, you guys look pretty good. Oh, man, what deal! You guys look pretty good. <laughs> and then, so now every offseason scandal is like, wait, is this guy a, a, a free agent target? Wait, uh, Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy. He'd fit great on our team. We got a defense. All he needs is to just stand there. Deshaun Watson... Oh, he did what? Wait a minute. Louis C.K. is performing in New York. Is Deshaun Watson coming back next? (laughs) You know, like, oh, wait, he'd he'd be great on our team. Now everybody seems like they'd be a great fit on our team. Bonus points. My little brother is now the head coach at our alma mater. So now I have to like football because it's in my bloodline. It's all too much because I know how it ends. And now Cam, and then Cam gets dropped by the Patriots. You know I want us to pick up Cam. Why wouldn't I want us to pick up Cam?
0: I do you not pick Ryan up Fitt- Cam. Do not. Brian
2: Fitzpatrick is not going to play seventeen straight football games. You think he's going to be available for seventeen of these things? No, There's no way.
0: That is a fun duo. Is those two? I guess in the in the quarterback room because they come on just two. Interesting guys, Fitz and Cam. God knows what they would talk about, but they're both, you know, they're intelligent. Uh, One of them is vaxxed. There's at least a a good debate to be had.
1: I know what Heineke Heineke and Cam would talk about. How the vax is ruining society.
2: (laughs) It's crazy that these people still get that. And then, you know, this offseason, you know, The season that I realized that football, I knew football was killing us, but then I found out it was actually killing us. Everybody who who isn't into vaccines loves football. It's either you're a football fan or you're a white woman in Manhattan. (laughs) These are the only two groups of people who say you should not get vaxxed. And they're watching people die every day and they're saying it's the vaccine's fault.
0: Well there's like there's like SoCal crystal moms too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You might not be in Manhattan, but they got property on both sides.
0: If you if you make jewelry in Arizona, you and Cam can have a conversation.
2: That's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> so, what Jamel hated about the offseason was the specter of hope and kind of just the other people in your life is what I'm taking away from this who yep. are excited for you and happy that you have a, a team that you can be proud of.
0: And that, was saying- an, that was an impression of us, I just want to say. So he was doing, he was blah, blah, blahing our voice.
2: Per cent doing an impression of both of you tool bags, both of you.
1: And he also said that he disagreed with us as per usual. And I can't remember what part he disagreed with, just that the basketball games weren't interesting or that the offseason sucks.
2: The last five minutes of a basketball game is the least interesting part because it's all timeouts and fouls. It,
0: but, I mean, so is the rest of the game, I feel like. I mean, it's it's all timeouts and fouls. There's too many fouls. It's it's a flawed sport and the they
2: they gotta figure out the fouls, it's true.
0: The athleticism involved in getting a ball into a hoop, it's interesting. It's a different it's a different skill set, but but the NFL, the things that are done on an NFL football team, the effort made to catch a ball. Some of the while getting hit. While getting hit harder than any man in the NBA has ever been hit in his entire life.
2: Sometimes they get hit, but you right. There's no helmets. But that's a great segue into,
0: speaking of getting hit, the Washington Redskins football skins defense. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Voice or no voice, I believe they're going to win the NFC East. And I showed you a vote of confidence by putting Antonio Gibson front and center on my fantasy team. So my money's where my mouth is.
2: And I do not want this to fall apart for you.
0: Nor are you. So let's hope.
2: Guess, yeah. Whatever, dude. Coming hope back
1: on that hope. But that's what you have. Or that's what people are telling you you should have. And you're saying, I don't trust this. I know it doesn't work. Why does this happen every season?
2: Yeah, leave me out of it.
0: What would be a satisfying outcome for your Washington football skins? Would it be... uh. Would it have to be the NFC Championship game? Because you won the East and almost won an early round game. So would you have to go further than that to be happy?
2: Winning a playoff game, yes. Just If we win a wild card game, season success.
0: That's a low bar. I'm all about it. That's definitely going to happen in my book. So look, guys, the preseason sucks. It sucks to have to cover the offseason and everything that's not going on. But you know where we do it? And you know where we're going to be all season long from now until the Super Bowl and beyond Spotify Green Room! We're on it every Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, shooting the shit. It's like your own audio only live sports talk radio network. This is the only platform like it Spotify Green Room. The power of Spotify the power of sports it's free to download and to use you can talk to me danny solomon jamel johnson daniel Hardigan, or any amount of other fans athletes and insiders who are on the site in real time you're having a real discussion you just want to unload a topic a hot take you want to troll you want to talk shit do it on spotify green room perfect for watch parties debating post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news like Cam Newton getting shoved aside for a white QB, share your own experiences on the app. Spotify Greenroom is free. It's audio-only. Social media platform. Sorry. Spotify Greenroom is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversation, watch games together, react to news, all that stuff. We'll be hosting rooms every single week, Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Come through, talk with us live. Woo!
1: So we're <laughs> we're actually going to do what we just complained about was go into an off-season story, but one that may have been undertold or that you may have missed. Uh Danny, do you want to explain what we're about to do and kick us off?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, you know, like you said so eloquently up top, the preseason is garbage. We have to watch like David Bluff versus Kellen Mond games, like full games like that. If your good players are on the field, you are an idiot. You should, you like as a coach, you should not be allowing that to happen.
1: I don't know if you saw the end of the third eagles preseason game eagles jets the eagles are winning 31 to 23 with no time left the jets throw about a 70 yard hail mary convert it and then convert the two-point conversion to end the game in a tie and i was completely unmoved <laughs> didn't watch it live Watched the replay i was like okay like i don't care at all you
0: try so hard to to glean information whenever you watch your team playing. But the preseason is like a bizarro version of football where everything's upside down and the information is actually meant to throw off other teams as to how good your team might be. The best example is the Owen 16 Detroit lion team went four and 0 in the preseason, the preseason is stupid. Everybody hates but it. So here's what saying. that's right. Re- it's real.
2: That's real. I, as a Football Skins fan, though, I will say there's one piece of data that has always rung true. Our, when our starters don't score, the offense sucks. That, that has always correlated.
0: How'd you guys and do I this don't think,
2: I don't think they put one in. I don't think they put one in at all.
0: Did Antonio Gibson see the field?
2: He looked good. All right. He looked good. Solid runs, actually.
0: Well, we'll take that one thing from the preseason, everything else trash. And that's why I thought, well, if we're going to have a game, it has to be based on something tangible, Off-season storylines. We've gone through all the best ones. Let's find one that nobody's talking about. Mine is sort of piggybacking on some of the stuff we were talking about. We can't help but talk about this subject. But the untold version of it is that 93% of the league is vaccinated. 93% they don't talk about that we don't hear that because the unvaxxed people are the funniest and the loudest and they rap and they're just so much more obviously inherently interesting than the unvaxed people we don't hear it because the players aren't getting on the mic and saying hey I'm vaccinated and it's totally fine turns out you don't shoot black tar out of your anus so you can go ahead and get the shot and not have to Think about the shit the Newsmax guy told you. I, we don't hear it because the media prefers to highlight the unvaxxed and point to them and be like, hey, look at this dummy. But then other dummies watching, the football fans, Dan, you were talking about, they get upset and they feel the need to defend the honor of Kirk Cousins. And so they don't get the vax in protest of us libtards making fun of them. And so it's just a, a horrible cycle. We need to just point out the fact that ninety-three percent of the fucking league of players. That's a lot. Name any player on your team. Any player that you know for that you don't know for sure isn't vaxxed. That person is vaxxed. Just Tyler whoever. Heineke? Taylor Heineke is a prominent example of a guy who is not vaccinated. But how about <laughs> uh how about Daron Payne? Jamel, okay. I bet Duran sure. Payne is vaccinated. I, believe I bet that. Brandon I Scherf is vaccinated. I bet uh I bet Young Travis Fulgum vaccinated. He got cut today. Ooh, ouch. Bad reference, old reference. Devonte Smith <laughs> probably vaccinated. The point being the real storyline is that forcing people to get the vaccine works. It works. We don't even need Gestapo troops to show up at their homes like they're afraid of. We just need to not let them do whatever the fuck they want. And then they'll turn right around and apologize and get the fucking shot. You saw it when with uh, with Isaiah McKenzie. Big time, not into getting vaxxed. Pissed off at the league. Flashes his vax card the second he gets suspended because football is too important. Just take away their toys. Hey, look, you're free. You're free in America. You're free to take horseworm pills instead of the shot. But you can't hang out spread eagle in the locker room. You can't go to the stadium and watch a game. You can't eat at the ESPN zone. You can't do all that shit if you're not vaccinated. That's the deal. We're not forcing you. We don't have a gun on you. But you have your liberty, so you're happy with that. We'll have all the fun. And then we'll see what the fuck happens. Sounds like... With this little experiment in the NFL, it's going pretty well. And Cole Beasley and Montez Sweat are free to join the XFL if they don't like it, which I'm guessing will be 100% unvaxxed.
1: Wow. Wow. I'm glad that you brought Isaiah McKenzie into this. Because that is the story that should be being told. We talked about this the other night. There are so many people who probably at first had their hesitation went ahead and did it because they didn't want to get keep getting fined or they wanted to keep their job or they wanted to go to the ESPN zone. Isaiah McKenzie is an anti-person. He gets it, and he's completely fine and is playing in the league. <laughs> like,
0: nothing happened to you. Just like everybody who got the shot, pretty much, nothing happened. I remember when I was a baby, well, not a baby baby, but a little toddler, a little child, and I was very scared to get my... MMR, measles, mumps, rubella shot before school. I thought the thing looked like a fucking saber about to go into my body, and then they did it. It happened, and I forgot about it for the rest of my life. I don't even know if I'm supposed to get another one. Shots <laughs> are fine; just put things in your body. It's okay.
1: <clears throat> Jamal, you got? An, do you have an untold storyline from this off season, Danny? Thank you for uh, bringing up the fact that. The majority of this league is vaccinated, and it is well beyond what reflects the rest of American society. So the NFL players and the NFL in general should deserve some credit here for getting guys on board.
0: And if we applied the same incentive structure to America, we would have the same results, guaranteed.
1: And Jamal, sorry, I know I just queued you up, but I have one more question. You said going to the games, uh, the Raiders, as far as I know, are still the only stadium that require vaccine proof. Do you think that's going to spread throughout the league?
0: I hope so. It's the only way to get people vaccinated, to get football fans vaccinated. Cause like you the said, Raiders. they're garbage. Yeah. Well, the Vegas Raiders, I think Vegas is a little more of a, uh, you know, a, a cosmopolitan type area that, that yeah, sure. expects more out of its fans. The Kansas city chiefs, we walked up to the line and said like, you know, uh, or, or negative test, or, or this, or that, or just keep your mask on. You know, just didn't quite do it, but said very sternly, we would like it if you were vaccinated. That's not enough. People need to have their fun taken away.
1: Jamal Johnson, talk to us.
2: My off-season narrative isn't a new one, but it is a big one for this year said white quarterbacks are doing all they can to keep their place on the mantle. Um, <laughs> the way Cam got cut from the Patriots is come on, this is this is a lot of people had hands in this. A lot ooh, of people ooh. with quarterback club jackets. <laughs> Don't look at saying? Steve Young. It's- I'm looking right at Steve Young. I'm looking right at Boomer Esiason. I'm looking I'm looking them dead in the eyes. Okay? Scott
0: Zolak, who said the rap music is what's causing Cam's game to spiral?
2: Ham, Jeff Hostetler, and Russell Wilson. You think oh. Russell Wilson <laughs> isn't involved, but he is, because Russell wants to be the only black one. He's doing all he can. How how do the Ravens lose their starting running back in the last preseason game? How does this happen? How is Trey Lance not starting? How is Justin Fields not starting?
1: Say it ain't Illuminati so, Russell. I'm telling Say it you. ain't so, Russell. It's
2: one hundred percent true, and you know I'm right. You've seen Russell Wilson walk into a mega church. You know that I'm right.
0: <laughs> so you're saying Russell Wilson? He is black. Cares about being black, but yeah. doesn't want anyone else to have that slice of the pie. Or are you saying Russell Wilson has kind of joined in like sort of O. J. Simpson in the eighties style has sort of low key joined the whites?
2: Well, no, he's he's married to a black woman, so he can't go full OJ. He's not eligible to be full OJ. Right. I think he is I think he is black inside of himself, but he wants to be the only game in town.
1: Mm. So you're saying that there is Uh, a concerted effort on current and former NFL quarterbacks to keep this position white?
2: 100%. It's the only one in linemen. Who cares about linemen? We've never (laughs) cared. It doesn't matter. It's not their concern.
0: There are, as a, as a percentage of the total, there are fewer white quarterbacks, white starters. I mean, even the people holding on to their jobs are, are stopgaps. I mean, especially if Cam goes to the football team. Uh, Justin Fields coming up right behind Andy Dalton.
1: That's a, uh, another Jimmy G, Trey Lance. One.
0: Yeah. I mean, Pat Mahomes did it to poor Alex Smith, whose life fell apart.
2: They asked him, they asked Jimmy G if he thought he was starting. He laughed. <laughs> he laughed maniacally
0: this is giving me a lot of watchman tv show vibes
2: yeah exactly this is a deep-rooted thing uh the organization was founded whenever randall cunningham got the job yes. in philly and they have been working behind the scenes ever since then how do you think vince young lost his mind My My thing
1: is, to
2: him. i exactly
1: i i completely agree with uh there's something nefarious going on here and the tides are shifting and that uh the majority of starting quarterbacks are going to be black, if not this season, very soon.
2: But they fucked up. They fucked up when they let Trump loose, okay? So when the Kaepernick thing happened, they were like, All right, we could let Trump loose, we could get our shit off, but they didn't realize that it could backfire. Now Lamar Jackson is getting multiple MVPs and it's all fucked up and there's nothing you can do about Mahomes. They've already conceded Mahomes, but they're trying everything they can to stop the, the spread.
1: But you know what these guys still have, which, you know, this is a long-term problem, which I don't know. I don't have a solution for yet. The stranglehold on the backup quarterback position. Guys <laughs> like Easton Stick, <laughs> Chase Daniel, Joe Flacco. These guys who are going to get a free ride for 20 straight years. Oh, yeah.
2: you can, And that's the, that's the secret hidden re- racism that we haven't even gotten into. You can't even be a black backup.
1: No. Like Cam Newton, we can't even keep you as a backup. You're either our starting guy or literally there's no place for you on the team.
2: Yeah, because that's it, because it's too chill of a job. You can't be black and have a relaxed position on the team. Well, you either need to have every press outlet calling you a bitch or you're not on the team. I can well, think of
1: two. I can think of Geno Smith and Jacoby Brissett.
2: Well, those yeah. dudes almost died. And also, Brissett, he got jerked out of his job. What are you saying?
1: He did. They traded for Philip Rivers and just basically told him to fuck off.
0: <laughs> I I mean, it seems to me, and maybe this is going to sound a little racist or racially insensitive, perhaps, but I just feel like whites are better at holding a clipboard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue with you there, man. You guys definitely have a little more clipboard time, a little more clipboard hours. <laughs> But I saw some black dudes holding clipboards the other day. I was When I was in Denver, which is not literally the other other day comedy time, but I was in Denver. It's five black dudes in front of the 7-Eleven trying to get petitions for shit they had nothing to do with. They just came to tell... Ta- Apparently, some company was paying them to post up and get petitions.
0: Oh, man. I mean, if, if, if strong black men can go out there and, and confidently hold a clipboard out there in the world, I mean... White culture is, is officially over. We are officially the minority majority or whatever it is. It's The last thing
2: y'all is the last thing y'all had.
0: Damn dude. Well, this is what the Republicans were scared of, and you're right. They, they, they flew too close to the sun with Trump. They tried to get their rocks off because they' been they'd, been they'd been teetering at the edges of being fully racist, and then they finally just needed to squeeze out that nut. and then it backfired. <laughs> Black people started getting too strong, and now we have to go back to the secret underground racism, yeah. the, the under the, the behind the scenes pulling of the strings.:
2: Brother, they brought the skulls back.
0: <laughs> I think it's, the skulls is the made up one from the movie. It's skull, skull and bones is the real one.
2: They brought them both back. <laughs> <laughs> brought Josh
0: Jackson back.
2: He did. They did bring Josh. Jackson he back. is back. Josh Jackson back is. They brought him in, starring in a fucking Dr. A real Death. show.
1: Doctor Death.
2: Well, I'll be damned.
1: It all makes sense. Uh, okay, I have one, and it's not unnecessarily an untold story, but it's the story I'd like to tell, and it's the trials and tribulations of Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, he's just one of the most entertaining disasters, like I can think back on. I've somehow swung all the way back to enjoying this completely and loving just every Carson Wentz story that comes out because he's so painfully embarrassing. And the Colts fans in my life are suffering greatly. They, he has not taken a snap for that team. And he is already a huge thorn in their fucking ass. He is a walking Murphy's law. Anything that can happen to that guy will happen, has happened, It's incredible. Here's a quick recap. Very quick. Wentz has an MVP season 2017. Tears his ACL. From there, he plays like complete ass for three straight seasons. He's hurt every time you look up. My sister nicknames him the Dandelion. I'm holding on hope, but I shouldn't have any. Then he's legit the worst player in the league last year. He gets Super Bowl winning... Uh, head coach Doug Peterson fired because he's just such a malcontent and such a diva and terrible to work with. We trade for him or the Eagles trade him on February 18th. One of the darkest days in Eagles history, our franchise quarterback. We just give a max deal to unloaded for fucking nothing pennies on the dollar. Uh, it what is a second round pick. That might be a first, which he's already fucking that. Yeah, up. It won't be. And a third round pick. Then, He gets a phantom foot injury during camp. So, uh, and also apparently this injury stems from high school. So there's been so many opportunities for him to get this examined or taken care of. He just never did.
0: It was also contagious, apparently, because he gave it to the best lineman on the team.
1: Yeah. Just being around Carson Wentz, as you guys have pointed out for years, that I so, so, you know, I just couldn't accept the fact of is that being around this guy is a curse in and of itself. Yesterday, he pops up on the COVID-19 list. We all knew he wasn't vaccinated. He's now confirmed not vaccinated, which is kind of the... He's the most important player on the team. He's indispensable. And now we have no idea if any given week, he's just going to have to go onto this list because he was too close to somebody who came up positive. It His selfishness is incredible. Uh, the Indianapolis media is kind of just destroying him he's letting down multiple franchises at once because i thought we're going to get a first round pick for this guy there's no way he's going to play 75 percent of the snaps and if you're a colts fan it's just hell on earth andrew luck and it's payback for having peyton manning pretty much but Mm. luck retires you get philip rivers and now you're carson wentz and it, it just couldn't get worse than that just of the guys that you have to root for so I am following this closely. I can't wait to see where it goes. I know it has been reported on, but just the, the legend of Carson Wentz continues to grow as just one of the worst teammates, one of the most selfish players in league history. It's just like, it's unbelievable the way that this guy is just navigating the second half of his career. And uh, I'm here for it. It's super fun.
0: Well, and I, I said this uh, last time we talked, but uh, it's the story of Job. For those who love the Bible, as Carson Wentz does, he knows very well the story of of Job and how God just kicked his ass just to prove to Satan that the guy would still hang in there. And I think that's what Carson Wentz is doing. I think that's how he sees himself. You know, He's just got to keep persevering and persevering until, I guess, he dies and then is allowed into the kingdom of heaven, unless they don't allow unvaccinated people there either.
1: Jamal, what happens... If Carson Wentz balls out this season, somehow I, I I don't foresee it, but what, what do we how How do we deal with that as a show?
2: Well, I guess Danny has to suck him off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to deal with something like that. Like what I'm if- trying to figure out how he got booted from white quarterback Illuminati, you know what I'm saying? Cause they give you an orb.
1: Cause he tried to dress like, Cam, we were drafted. You know? He'd get an orb. Does he Mac Jones to... have an orb?
2: Mac Jones for sure got an orb. There's he...
1: orbs just laying around. He keeps it in Foxborough.
2: his pants. That's why he looks like he has a diaper on.
1: Yeah, there's orbs just laying around Foxborough. Cam Newton did not have the keys to the orb room, unfortunately. Um, but I wonder why. Where Carson lost his orb is he started dressing like Cam Newton after, in mm. during his Eagles losing seasons, he was wearing crazy. Like Pharrell hats and started trying to look cool. We were pointing that out last season. It was extremely uncomfortable for me to have to watch, and uh, it was bad.
0: Yeah, you you lose your orb when you start dressing like Arby's.
2: <laughs> that is a hundred percent correct.
1: <laughs> uh Wentz fumbled the orb. Unbelievable! Fumbled Maybe it in it
0: the end zone before the play- right before the playoffs.
1: Yeah, maybe it all changed when he got speared in the back of the head by Clowney, but I think it was done before then. Oh, um,
2: right. He might have, like, real tumor damage. Does he start dressing like Arby's right after he takes that helmet to the head?
1: It was just last season, so yes. Last season is when he started to try to, like dress like Vanilla Ice in Cool as Ice, like in the movie. That's what he was trying to do in kinda
2: of, It kind of sucks that... We're just watching this dude die of CTE over the course of time, and we're just calling him a little cuck bitch, <laughs> and he's actively dying before us.
1: Jamel, that's the appeal of this league. That's the that's what separates the NFL from the NBA. Is we uh, are watching our players in real time uh, have what's it called expedited al- Alzheimer's. <laughs> like it yeah, is, yeah, man, yeah,
0: yeah. I think. Uh... <laughs> In 40 years or so, maybe less, 30 years, we're going to be sitting in in easy chairs, probably still doing this podcast, and just, uh, just going through the obituaries full of all the guys that we've framed whole shows around.
2: Yeah. Whole off-seasons. Whole of them. <laughs> calendar years.
0: 30 years is generous, actually, so... but also depressing i mean this is the heart of the show as well as that we uh we know it's evil we know this is a a, an evil place to dip our toes every season we do it anyway
2: but somehow i have no choice it's just so much fun
0: guys we're talking about football being back and it's only really back when you join us on spotify green room It's a live audio-only sports talk platform. We talked about it earlier. You can talk to me. You can talk to other fans. You can talk to the boys. You can talk to the ladies, athletes, insiders, whoever you want. Get in on the conversation that you can listen to every single day. The type of conversation that you get into on this podcast, you can be a part of it. Share your own experiences. Give your own takes. Do whatever you want to on this app. Except for fuck with people. Come on, that's not cool. We're talking sports. This is a community. This is your chance to be featured on the Sorry We Love Football podcast. Talk Chiefs. Talk Eagles. Talk Washington football team. Soon to be Red Wolves, potentially. Download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter and join the Sorry We Love Football group or any NFL group of your choice. And follow me, at Danny Solomon, to be notified when my room, Sorry We Love Football, goes live. But spoiler alert, we will be going live every Monday, all season long, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Get your rocks off sports-wise on Spotify Green Room, and join the boys at Sorry We Love Football. We love it. Love to hear yeah. from you
1: we're them boys you've got mail that's why we have a room full of mail there's packages there's envelopes there's yeah. anything you can think of that Did my we... psp
2: is my psp here
1: it might be dude you got to swim through this this fucking amount of mail you're like scrooge you're scrooge mcduck diving into mail right now and so okay. i know danny likes to dig deep i don't know if you want to reach into this room try not to let it all spill out but uh Hey, it's time for the mailbag.
0: Sure, man. I'm shoulder deep in a bag right now, so I'm just going to extract one here. All right. Here we go. Opening her up. Okay. Ooh. All right. Hey, guys. Longtime fan of the show. This is Jay Christensen. As if you didn't already know, I was the drone operator on the third episode of Hard Knocks. And I barely have time to write this letter to you in between all the pussy I'm getting. Ever since the show aired at America witnessed the three and a half minutes of aerial majesty that these skilled fingers remotely controlled, I can't leave the house without another dime piece stopping me and begging to sit on my face. It's been a nonstop fuck whirlwind for me ever since that day. I don't think any man alive has gotten their dick sucked more, except maybe Jerry Jones during that subsequent ownership montage. My balls are so drained, I needed to take a break to write into this show just because I know your audience is predominantly straight men, so no one listening will try to bang me. But my message to you boys is simple. If you like Scoosh, learn to pilot a drone because you're going to be flying right into pussy paradise. Jay Christensen.
1: Oh, Jay Christensen (laughs) experiencing just a, a a personal renaissance and getting ass just because he flew a drone. That drone shot
0: was truly impressive. I know you said earlier that hard knocks has taken a downturn. I actually, and I, and I would have agreed with you prior to this past Tuesday, but this third episode, I really liked. I thought that the drone shot was good. I thought we had a lot of the fun, the international player with his, with his, Mexican family, everybody enjoying the fact that they get to be represented finally in the NFL. There was was that Austrian guy who he was hanging out with. I thought that was cool. And that Jerry Jones montage, disgusting as it was, I mean, just just insanely uh, complimentary to the legacy of a horrid man who's done more to destroy the world than maybe any one owner, besides possibly Shad Khan with his... uh, whatever evil device that he's working on to try to take over the world. And James Bond's the only one who can stop him. But Jerry Jones, that whole part, notwithstanding, I thought the episode was really good. But that drone shot, I got to admit, got me hard for football.
1: (sighs) That's okay. Hard Knocks does work on you from time to time. Uh, And thanks, Jay, for always listening. And, you know, just enjoy it while you got it.
2: And thanks for leaving in uh, Jerry Jones putting salt on his McGriddles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another classic that a, moment.
2: That was a classic moment. That was a good moment.
1: Okay, let me uh, let me grab a <clears throat> let me grab a piece of mail here. Uh, this I got a letter here from Vince McMahon. Uh, okay, he writes: the F in NFL stands for fear. The X in NFL or the F in XFL stands for football. To the unvaccinated players of the NFL, come join myself and Dwayne The Rock Johnson as we play professional football in the way it was meant to be played, conservative and unvaccinated. In our league, players don't need the vaccine. Need I say more? Hey, and there's some other rule changes that involve blades on the field and incorporating weapons, but we'll get into that later. If you want to play football without fear, we'll see you next spring. Signed, Vince McMahon. Danny you, you you touched on this earlier but we uh, both the had XFL, the same
0: idea it's crazy
1: <laughs> the, the XFL really has an angle here they have they have a little bit of daylight if they wanted to shoot that gap and take their stupid league in a crazy direction it's there for the taking
0: it's always been there the and, and the idea you alluded to or Vince McMahon alluded to oh, yeah. which is a hardcore match for football you know yeah. random, sundry items Strewn around the field that can be used at any moment. Barbed wire, end zones—you know, pylon a pylon that you can impale yourself on if you're not careful.
2: Landmines. Definitely need loose. We need loose, moving blades. It should be like Mortal Kombat fatality sequences.
0: Roller. It should be like Rollerball. It's so close to being Rollerball. We're just not killing everyone instantly. We're taking our time,
1: letting CTE do the work. Jamel, do you have a letter?
2: I do. I have a letter from a guy named Troy Johnston coming to us from St. John's Antigua in Barbuda. <laughs> uh, hey guys. Longtime listener here. Troy Johnston, head of Caribbean football development. I'm a big fan of the show and I love football, but I am not to be confused with Roy Johnson, head coach of the very real high school Bishop Sycamore. Not me. We look very similar. I have the paperwork to prove I am not him though. I write in today to see if I could get you guys's ear. Maybe see if you have any contacts with the NFL or Roger Goodell directly. I'm gauging interest in a professional football team in the Caribbean. I think now is the time. The NFL is always looking to expand. Forget London. The islands are where it's at. There's already a stadium in the Bahamas we can use. Uh, You know where they play the uh, Popeyes Bahamas Bowl. We could probably get 16 weeks there. Shit, you actually only need eight because the team is not making the playoffs. And you don't need to worry about uh, drafting guys or expansion drafts. I happen to know about 60, 20 to 22-year-old dudes ready to go right now. Just let me know how you feel. Shout me a holler when you can. Remember, this is not Roy Johnson. It is Troy Johnston. <laughs> Thank you for your time.
0: A lot of so. options coming up for, the, for players to go to. Is this the guy exactly. that
1: swindled ESPN, and got his his high school team on uh got some national coverage?
2: Well, I don't think so. I think it's someone who looks like him.
1: Mm. And whose
0: name is very similar.
2: Who's very similar, but I don't think it's him. I, why would he lie to us? Why would somebody lie to us?
1: <clears throat> so, what's the, what's the angle on this team? Is is it like the do they have some mysticism going on? Is there like a Rastafarianism angle? Is there the Santeria angle? There's many. The Caribbean has a, a ton of different shit going on.
2: No, that's true. You're right. There's definitely going to be like a a drum circle going the whole game. I think that. I think you have to. I think they want to incorporate a little bit of a cricket vibe. Okay.
0: You're also pretty close to international waters, which. You know, that does add a little spike. It's like Fight Island, basically. Anything
2: goes. Yeah. Anything. Okay.
0: <laughs> you can only televise one-fourth of the game.
2: The uh, rest is fun. too hot
0: for TV. The rest is a pay-per-view <laughs> you have to buy.
2: So You only get the first quarter, dude. Then you got to watch the rest on Triller. Triller. Damn.
1: Did Triller just do that Jake Paul fight or is Triller done?
2: Triller does every other celebrity boxing fight. So I don't know if they got this one. I think Showtime got this one, which okay. is insane. It's insane. How did Showtime get this one? It's not even the the Paul brother who can fight for real.
0: They're getting it's too big. They're getting too big the Pauls. I mean, they're I've they're won- becoming legit.
2: It's I've insane won- because it's like this crazy so the one who can actually fight He loses a fight to an old, real boxer. So then we get the younger one who can't fight. He wins fights against people who can't box at all. And somehow they have turned this into a successful vector?
1: I don't know, man. I have a dream scenario in which they are downtrodden and bankrupt, and they're forced to box each other. Logan versus Jake Paul. Logan accidentally kills his brother in the match, but and it feels so bad about it, He kill, he hangs himself in the suicide forest, and everything comes full circle.
0: That's the problem, is that will never happen, because the whole thing is a grift, and the grift is everyone wants to watch one of the Paul brothers get their ass kicked, yes. and they never will, because the money is never in not will. watching it. The money is in hoping it'll happen, and then it doesn't, and then you buy the next one.
1: I mean, to be to be completely blunt about it, genius shit, because mm. I don't know anybody who doesn't want to see these guys get their fucking face punched in.
2: I mean, I don't care, because I know that no white person will ever see real justice. <laughs> so I actually don't. It's like, I knew that Nate Robinson was losing that first one. I, I guess I'm ultimately glad I didn't put any money on it, but from the first moment, I was like, this is fucked up and bad. I appreciated that Floyd didn't lose, though.
0: He couldn't do that to his his legacy. I mean, fighting a shitty fight to, uh, you know, to the cards, I think that was the best play for both guys.
2: I mean, come on. It had to be. He's so tiny.
1: So the next time we do this, we're going to be doing game previews.
2: We're, we're here.
1: We've done it. Rejoice, football weirdos. The season is upon us. So my final thought is fucking buckle up because we're getting ready for 20-plus straight weeks of football, and it's going to be nutty. We'll be here every week.
0: We have to be here contractually, not only with this show, but Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific. On locker room, join us on locker room, we talk yeah. about stuff. we kind of' Tell we, us how we, you
2: felt about the weekend
0: and we play it loose. It's a lot more loose. this is the rigid, this is the structure. this is the guests. This is the one we put our effort into it, yeah, but rigid. get both flavors you know this
2: is the most this is the most written and scripted and produced sports podcast in the country
0: for sure. Uh, I'll just throw my final thought out there. It's based around, you're saying this. the season's about to start, nothing more clear than having already drafted a fantasy team. I just had my first draft of, of our league, sans Jamel, uh, which will become a point of contention, I'm sure, throughout the season. But I just yeah. wanted to say, I know I made fun of him earlier. We've all been making fun of anti-vaxxers. Nevertheless, I drafted Cole Beasley. I think... There is something for anybody who's listening, who's about to draft in fantasy to know. Josh Allen is also an anti-vaxxer. He got the vax, but that doesn't make him any less anti-vax. And I think nothing would own the libs better than Cole Beasley having a career year, blowing up on a Bills team, and Josh Allen wants that for him. So I think he's going to get this guy the ball. Like Jamel basically alluded to, these evil toxic whites stick together. So Cole Beasley, look for 10 TDs, 1,200 yards.
1: (laughs) Jamel, you got one? Final thought, Jamel.
2: Uh, Just that, look, I know that the Washington football team is ultimately going to let me down, and it's okay. I'm fine with it. Um, You guys did whatever you could, and I will be okay because it's not your fault. It was always mine.
1: Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, and I'm sorry for the 2021-22 season that we're about to cover in full detail twice a week.
0: Yeah, Jamel, Keep I'm for sorry that. for the 12-5 and five season y'all about to have.
2: Jesus Christ, I'm sorry that I want to hit you for saying that.
1: Sorry. 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 <laughs>